wrestling fans, are you ready? This is Tuesday. You people bought a ticket to see me, so shut up. Wrestling Tuesday with Jonathan Hood. First of all, Dusty Rhodes, I think what you are is a big, ugly, low-class, redneck goose. That's what I think you are. Yeah, I'm pretty. I know I'm pretty. But I'm most of all, the baddest man around in the world today. Follow the show at WrestlingTWT on Twitter and Instagram. But remember, my fireflies, as always, I'll light the way. And all you have to do is let me in. Tuesday, Wrestling Tuesday. The bottom line is, in all my magnificent, you're going to be mine. All Night. Here's Jonathan Hood. Jason Powell from ProWrestling.net joins me right here on Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday with Jonathan Hood. Right here on ESPN 1000, the brand new ESPN Chicago app. Jason, as always, I appreciate it. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Great to be back want to get your thoughts on a number of things. Uh, first of all, I want to ask you about AEW because they've just been on a roll. What what does AEW remind you of, of in wrestling's past? Oh, man. I mean, uh, certainly WCW comes to mind, um, the, the Nitro era. The good things about the Nitro era, though, not uh, just a disastrous ending. <laughs> I think there's elements of just some old school wrestling from all over the place. You know, Tony Khan is such a super fan. And, and he's seen so many things that I think he's taking from a variety of things. Yeah, I, uh, I'm admiring what they're doing. And you could just tell there's elements of WCW, there's elements of uh, ECW in some ways in which they're just going to yeah. just go forward and just be um, their own specific brand. And I'm wondering, for the long haul, is that going to be a good thing for uh, for professional wrestling or for AEW? Because they are different from the WWE and everyone else. But how, how long can that last? I... You know, I mean, it, it's the great unknown, but they've done some things that have given me confidence. So far, when there's been backlash to something, when fans are just rejecting something, they've either called an audible or completely scrapped it. And I look at the Nightmare Collective as, as an example of something that just wasn't working. And rather than dig their heels in, as we oftentimes see, not just WWE, but other wrestling promotions do, they gave up and moved on. Uh, the Dark Order thing, they've kind of resuscitated with this whole Exalted One thing. So just the fact that they're able to admit, hey, we're not doing everything right, we need to fix some things, I think it is really encouraging when it comes to the long-term future of the company. Now, who's to say that that's not going to change? And as they have more success, the egos get bigger, They start and they stop changing those things. I mean, you just never know. But I, I really like what I've seen so far. Jason Powell from ProWrestling.net with Jonathan Hood on Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday right here on ESPN 1000. I see that there's been some changes here and there, some tweaks to the WrestleMania 36 card. Jason, I don't know, even though I work for ESPN, I've been hearing rumors that the uh, the WWE might try to put some of their tentpole events and uh, another spots, maybe an ESPN Plus, maybe a DAZN, some other places. Do you think there's some changes made because it just you need changes, or do you think that there's a possibility that some of these bigger events will be uh, elsewhere, not on the WWE network? Well, I mean, we're we're lucky for WrestleMania. I, I really wondered if WrestleMania was going to be the first to move off of the network this year just because Vince McMahon did say in that uh, quarterly conference call that he does with the financial world 
that they were close enough to a deal that he thought something was going to happen in the first quarter. And so they may still announce something, but it won't be for this year's WrestleMania. That will be on the network. Uh, they've already advertised it that way. Long term, I look at this as they think they can make more money that way. And I wouldn't be surprised at all, you know, the departures of their executives, George Barrios and Michelle Wilson, if it's connected to this, if they just had a different vision, wanted it to stick with more WWE Network approach where Vince is looking to make you know, a big splash. And you already have your big TV deals. You're, you have your Saudi deal. You have WrestleMania. What's left? What are the what big deals are left? And I think when he sees what ESPN was given by ESPN Plus and what the, you know, boxing promoters have been given because of the zone, I think he's looking at it going, I can make a lot of money and maybe you know, have enough left over to keep the network not as strong, but at least viable. Well, this is what happens, Jason, when you give your um, give your content away pretty much for free. The it was unbelievable several years ago where WrestleMania was for free, just trying to sign up more subscribers. That they have just hit a wall, and and you can understand in this busy marketplace when you have to have your choices of getting New Japan World or getting the Major League Baseball or getting boxing or, or MMA. You, you, there's so many different apps out there, and so there's limited resources for people to choose what they want. And even for free, there wasn't enough people to keep this to be sustainable. I'm I'm wondering about the future of the WWE Network. I used it for documentaries, for uh, for the um, NXT UK shows, and the and the vault. That was really primarily the reason why I used it. And even that, they're still not growing the subscriber base that they thought they were. No, and, and I think it really reflects the overall product. You know, I just don't feel like the product has been as strong. I mean, I, I think they would crazy with their initial projections of they were going to get this up to three four million and they had all these wild stats about every household has a wwe fan or something like it was just some weird <laughs> thing that they came up with but i i think you know it's not just your mlbs and your new japan world it's your disney plus it's i mean just think of all the streaming apps that have come out just not even related to sports and wrestling that are competing for your dollar. And because those streaming apps are all competing with one another, it is a great time if you're Vince McMahon to look at selling off your pay-per-views, at least you know whether it's all of them or just your top flight pay-per-views, there's money to be made there. The risk, of course, is that you take a fan base that is accustomed to paying $9.99 and getting everything included, and now you're gonna ask them to start paying more, probably substantially more. I mean, they're still pricing, of all shows, the Super Showdown event from Saudi Arabia. I looked on Direct TV, and yeah, you can watch it on the network, or you can pay fifty four ninety nine to watch this thing on pay per view. And oh. that's the kind of thing I think if this deal goes through, you're looking at those kind of numbers again. What was your uh, overall thoughts on the Elimination Chamber, the pay per view that took place for the WWE? What was your letter grade for what you saw there? D is in dog. That was. Uh, a show that felt longer than it needed to, a show that felt uneventful. Uh, it just, I mean, it, we didn't even have a men's elimination chamber match this year um, you know, the, to determine who was going to challenge for one of the championships. They just decided to make Goldberg and Reigns, and I get it because Reigns probably would have been booed out of the building. Mm -hmm. But it just, it didn't leave you with enough, especially when Shannon was just going to plow through all of the women as quickly as she did. Like, had that happened earlier in the show, I think people could have stomached it. When it happens at the end of the show, not that people were completely turned off by it, but it just wasn't main event material. And then the tag title 
I have no idea why they switched the championships in Saudi Arabia when you could have just waited and at least made that chamber match feel like it had something different. I mean, once it came down to the final three, or I, I don't know about you, just going in, it was like, oh, Miz and Morrison are going to retain. They just won the titles, and sure enough, that's what happened. Yeah, it was a very uneventful, I, I thought. Um, when the high spot of the card is uh, Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak, and I'd like to see that match <laughs> maybe five or six times because it— it was it was different. It was a T- Timothy Thatcher type match. It was kind of very different from the WWE. So I like to see that a little bit more. Uh, I don't know if that's a rivalry or something they're going to do go around the loop with. I enjoyed that, but Jason, the thing that's a head scratcher for me is just just the idea that. Um, if Shayna Baszler is a draw, and I understand that they're trying to make the women's championship even bigger here for WrestleMania, I, I, my head scratcher is how Vince sees Shayna Baszler. She's so different than any woman that we've seen in the ring because she's not a professional wrestler and she is different. I just wonder what, what the attraction is with Vince because at some point, does he look at her and say, you know, she's not... Natalia, she's not, um, you know, some of these other established wrestlers. I wonder what the attraction is because this is not Brock Lesnar. This is Shayna Baszler and in a match uh, for the championship. I'm wondering what he sees in her long term. That's a big question that I, I don't have an answer to. I, I think we'll find out at Mania to some, you know, to some extent. If Becky goes over clean, well, that's that's kind of scary for Shayna. Yeah, that doesn't mean it's the end of the world. Uh, if even if Shannon goes over, well, how long does she keep it? What do they see in her? I became a little bit frightened when they you know, they had that great angle uh, at uh, Survivor Series or leading into it, where they had their first confrontation and they were all so calm but intense at the same time. And then they followed the you know the next time we see them after Survivor Series together, did Shannon bite the back of Becky's neck? <laughs> yes, and it's just like it's that scared me because it's unnecessary. You know, Shayna was so good in XT in that just bully role. I mean, she really, in some ways, was the Brock Lesnar of that division. You know, very different, but also cage fighter and all of that. And for them to feel like they needed to resort to that, that yeah, it, it does leave you wondering: Do they get it with her? Does Vince see it? Triple H obviously did, and I think Paul Heyman does. But that one, I mean, it also was could have been something that. Paul Heyman came up with because it reminded him of what they used to do with Brett Blassie back in the day. So I, I still don't know how to interpret that angle. I'm just happy they've kind of moved away from the biting. Yeah, that's yes. You know, Vince is anti blood and guts, except when he when uh, one of his wrestlers is biting the neck of another wrestler. Oh, he's always such a hypocrite. But <laughs> that's why. That's why I really think that the blood and guts show for Dynamite coming up later late March is is kind of hilarious because I think Cody and everyone else sees that you know Vince is anti blood and guts unless it's on his on his watch. It's just very bizarre, very strange. Yeah, I mean anything he can do to kind of undercut them and frame them in a certain way for Wall Street, he's going to do, even if it is just you know completely laughable. And that that state really was. I mean, in fairness, it was coming off of that really over-the-top death match that John Moxley had. I think it was with Joey Janela, where they just, you know, they did all sorts of craziness, but still. I mean, that's just not what the 
it, what the entire AEW promotion is all about, and he knows it. Jason Powell from ProWrestling.net with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and uh, the brand new ESPN Chicago app. I know you've been writing also about uh, Impact Wrestling, and I'm wondering, with Tessa Blanchard being the company champion, has she moved the meter for you since she's been the number one uh, a draw or attraction in that company? No, no. I, you know, and, and I went into this a big fan of intergender wrestling mm-hmm. to begin with. But and you know, eventually they won me over. She had some really good matches with Sammy Callahan. I enjoyed that, the, the feud that they had. And then she won, and it's kind of like, okay, now what? And, you know, the timing of it was terrible um, with her winning the day after all the online allegations came out about her uh, saying some horrible things in Japan and, and just, you know, just different actions over the years. So that didn't help matters. But I think they looked at this as kind of a stunt, trying to be progressive, a little bit of a both. And I don't think it's really won anyone over. They don't subscribe to Nielsen, and so there's no way of knowing. But I can tell you that you know, just based on feedback that I get, Nothing has changed. If anything, since they've moved to Access TV, interest actually seems to be declining among my leadership. Boy, that's that's really sad because um, all people were saying while Don Callis was in New Japan is, boy, what if Don Callis had the pencil? He seems like he is a bright guy, understands the business. He was in ECW. He worked with Paul Heyman. Boy, this guy, if he only had the pencil and I have not. I've heard nothing about Impact Wrestling. I know they'll be in the Chicagoland area sometime this summer. But as far as making, you know, pun intended, an impact on the business, you would think that Tessa Blanchard, because she's the, the not just the a women's champion, she is the number one person. Jason, how is she not on Good Morning America? How is she not a household name in some wrestling circles? And that's, I guess, that speaks uh, volumes for the company. It, it does. I, I don't see the hustle that I think needs to exist from that company. I'm not saying there's none. It, it, in a weird way, I mean, I'm sure they would point to the talent that they've lost. You know, LAX, uh, Santana and Ortiz now um, in uh, AEW. Brian Cage is no longer with them. Pentagon Jr. Phoenix. You know, so they've, they've had some key departures. And I'm sure they'd point to that as, hey, that's the reason why we're down a little bit as far as just the overall show quality. But I, I'm not really seeing them work to change anything. And I talked earlier about it. AEW has been pretty good about it. If something's not working, they fix it. Impact is the opposite. They just stick with, I mean, everything they've written, it seems like they feel like it's the most wonderful thing. We're still doing the Rascals. We're still doing the Undead Realm. And, and you know, the whole idea of Tessa as champion, I think, yes, it can reach out to a different demographic. But when your same show features Rob Van Dam making out with his girlfriend, Katie Ford, she's barely wearing anything, and she's <laughs> bending over and shaking everything. It just, to me, it sends a conflicting message. I'm not offended by any of that, but it's just kind of like, what are you? And right now, I don't think they know. So you're not really, if you're reaching out to a female audience with Tessa Blanchard, that same audience is going to see Katie Forbes doing her thing and be like, what is this, and turn the channel. I, I really just think they have... They have to pick a direction, and I just think they're throwing throwing things at the wall and seeing what sticks, and right now, very little is. Jason, lastly, and I appreciate your time, I think that one of the, one of the things I've seen from the WWE as far as their buildup to WrestleMania is what is happening with Randy Orton and Edge. That feels like WrestleMania, when WrestleMania was a must-watch, where and they are building a main event um, type of feud. I understand that this, that won't be at the top of the card, but 
Is there anything else that feels like WrestleMania on this build? Because to me, that's the number one thing, and that might be in the middle of the card. This this rivalry with Edge and uh, and Randy Orton. I think they can get there with Drew McIntyre. It's been a, kind of an awkward. There was no turn for Drew McIntyre, but people are taking to him. Um, it's taken a little bit of time because it was in a turn, but it does seem like as each week passes, he grow. He, the momentum grows a little bit more. I think there's the possibility they can get there with Baszler and Lynch, but they are running out of time. Um, and then you just kind of have the Legends matches basically right now, um, with Goldberg coming back, Undertaker facing Styles, John Cena facing The Fiend, and those are what they are. You know, it's, I guess to some, I can't say that Goldberg and Reigns does a lot for me, but I also know there's an audience out there, a more casual type of fan, that's going to enjoy that. They're, they're looking forward to it. I don't know what they're going to think when, you know, if the WrestleMania crowd, well, number one, if they're allowed to actually be at the stadium, you know, that's a big question mark still with the coronavirus situation. But also, if they all, you know, if the show goes on in front of a full, in front of the full WrestleMania crowd, that's the least friendly crowd to Roman Reigns and Goldberg. You know, what's what's the casual fan going to think if they order the show to see that showdown match and both guys are booed out of the building, much like Lesnar and Goldberg were back at WrestleMania 20. If I go to ProWrestling.net, what would I find, Jason? Oh, man, live coverage of uh, most of the major television shows, certainly reviews of all the major television shows, uh, live coverage of all the pay-per-view events, uh, my hit lists where I run through kind of the pro, the pluses and minuses of each uh, week as far as Raw, SmackDown, AEW Dynamite, NXT, the list goes on. And then just uh, news updates throughout the day. I'm working way too many hours because there's way too much wrestling on, Jonathan. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Uh, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to call the Twins and tell them they got to do the job this year for my Chicago White Sox. So they're going to have to take a dive for me so my Sox can win the uh, win the division this year. Thank you. That is going to be a heck of a race. I'm looking <laughs> forward to that. I, I, I have this bad feeling. I, I don't keep close tabs on baseball. But I just have this bad that everybody's talking about Twins and White Sox. Are the Indians going to sneak in there and, and just break both of our hearts? Yeah, I, I, I'm thinking the Sox have, have been, at least on paper, so good. It's the AEW of baseball right now. Um, they're, they're, they're emerging, Jason, so I'm going to need the White Sox to, to win on top. So let's call the Twins and tell them to step aside, to, you know, take the, take the fall this time and to let the White Sox win. I'm looking forward to the season. I, hey, I will take it if one of us wins a division, the other makes the wild card, and then let the, let the best team win come playoff time. Um, it's going to be a great race. I, I, we didn't really spend any money on pitching. I mean, a little bit. Yeah. But up Josh Donaldson was awfully nice. I'm looking forward to that. I just remember watching this, watching him play. I think it was with the Blue Jays going, man, this guy is good. And uh, here he is all these years later playing for the Twins. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to the season. I'm looking forward to more wrestling coverage on ProWrestling.net. As always, I appreciate it, my friend. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you. Anytime. Always happy to do it. It's Jason Powell from ProWrestling.net with us on Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday with Jonathan Hood. Tell people Jonathan Hood's talking wrestling. Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Follow along on Twitter at WrestlingTWT and also Instagram the same at WrestlingTWT.